Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles Again Times. Thank you for being with me today. I hope this podcast finds you well and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to continue our study in the last days when we talk about the true church of Jesus Christ and then the church of Babylon, which is going to rise up, the woman riding on the beast, as we've been talking about. I hope that you've had opportunity to read Hidden Thrones. If you haven't, please download book one. It's only 99 cents now on Amazon in the Kindle version. I believe it will be a blessing to you. I thank all of you who have read it and reviewed. We're we're close to 950 total reviews and um, God's blessing it and opening doors for it. So uh, continue your prayers for me as I finish up book seven and looking forward to see what God has in store for all of us. As we look at the days in which we live, they are truly terrible times throughout the world. Sometimes we just focus on the United States, but those of you who are in other countries around the world who are listening know the full extent of what's happening in all the different continents and all the different countries as the world is just reeling under a lot of heaviness. How do we deal with all this? How does the 21st century church, how do we deal with all that? We need to be that salt and light in the world. We can't worry about judging. Let God do that. Take that burden off your shoulders. We know the world is crazy. We know it's only going to get worse. But yet there's people who are looking for answers. And we have the answer. So be ready in all seasons, as the scripture said, at all moments of your life. Be prepared to give an excuse of why you have this peace in your life, why you're able to live with balance through the incredible uh, challenges that lie ahead. We see great pressure on children today. It's just uh, really devastating. All three of my girls, uh, my daughters, uh, are involved in schools and uh, as teachers and administrative. The disaster that's going on among these children and the confusion and the heartache is just awful. So many are on medications uh, just to deal, and that that should never be. It just doesn't seem right, does it, that all those kind of burdens should be on a 9- and 10-year-old child trying to make their way. Tough enough, right? It was tough enough for all of us who had made it through, right, in the days when we didn't have so many options thrown at us and so many questions about who we are. People are chipping away at the very foundation of who we are, the center, the core of our being. The peace that Jesus Christ gives goes deep into our souls. It knits with our our spirit and it gives us hope and it raises us up and it keeps us from falling all the way through. Jesus is our safety net. He's there for us in the rough times and there's rough times for all of us. We're all under it. Our families and friends and people going through very tough times. The challenges are there. They're real. If you're in the battle, you feel it. You can feel the bullets whizzing by. And I always say, you know, if I'm going to sit down and talk to somebody about my life. I want to get somebody to speak into my life. I want to find somebody with a little mud and blood on their, on their clothes. <laughs> in, in the way that I mean, they've been in the battle. They know what the battle's like. I don't need to see somebody all spiffed up and dressed and clean that doesn't look like they've been in the battle. I want to speak deep unto deep. I need to speak with people that are facing things that I faced. And let's pray for a move of the Holy Spirit of God. I was blessed to be part 
of the 60s and early 70s move of God, how amazing that was as God swept through the streets and the cities and the houses. It wasn't just about a church service. God was moving divinely through people's lives, changing people. Vile things were being left behind, were being shed. God was cleaning people up, and I was one of them. And God was moving divinely and supernaturally. And that's what we need. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit would make himself known. The Holy Spirit is important in our lives. He teaches us the word. He's a teacher. He's a professor. He's a healer. He's a mender. He's an encourager. You know, he convicts when we do things that we shouldn't be doing. He keeps us in line. Without the Holy Spirit, we don't have the power. And right, that was what Jesus' big complaint with the Laodicean church. This is the Laodicean age that we're in. He said, you you have uh, the resemblance of religion, but you lack the power. If people aren't being convicted of sin, if people aren't being blessed, if people aren't being touched, then what is our gatherings anyway, right? Our gatherings just to say hi to one another, sing a couple of songs and uh, feel good. That's not the purpose of us of gathering, but to minister to one another. And so let's pray for that move of the Holy Spirit. We desperately need it. I was thinking the other day of the history and decline of the fall of the Roman Empire, uh, a book by Edward Gibbons. Uh, in his final volume, three of the five major causes he identifies behind the fall of one of uh, history's greatest empires was the breakdown of the family, an insatiable craving for pleasure, and the decay of religion. If that doesn't describe where we are right now, I don't know what does. You know, we are in a place where people have their understanding has been darkened. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, as they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Our hearts become darkened when we reject the truth and believe a lie. The Bible is all we have of the light and the truth of where we're going and what God has for us and what he wants for us, what the real truth of life is. And once we say that is not relevant or we don't believe it, then we call God a liar and the darkness begins to move in because the enemy is just looking for an open door. If you give him an open door, he's not going to be polite and wonder, well, gee, should I go in? He's just going to come busting through that door that you opened up. And slowly but surely, and with great cunning, he's going to woo people away from God. And the darkness becomes deeper and deeper as we walk away. It's a very serious problem that we see spreading throughout the world. But if we pray, if we seek God, we can bust through that darkness. It may seem like, oh man, that's all you ever talk about. But it's the only way. There's no other way. There's no other way to break through the darkness but through prayer and the anointing of God. The scripture says that the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. And we were all in that yoke of bondage before we met the Lord. And an anointing from somebody touched us and broke through. And the darkness was dispelled and we began to see and we began to understand who God was and what he wanted from us. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul writes, But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So we need the Holy Spirit of God to teach us as we go. This requires prayer and dedication. 
Remember, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks on the door, it will be opened. You can say, well, I prayed for things. The door hasn't opened. God hasn't given it to me. But are we praying for the right things? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all else will be added to you. Our Father is loving and kind and very generous. This is Russ Giles of Chronicles of the End Times. Keep looking up. The King is coming.